We must search for what is truth. You doubt me. Seek proof. What is truth? And what is God? The first duty is to the truth, whether it's scientific truth or historical truth or personal truth. Then here is the proof you seek. You don't really want an answer to that question. Welcome to the AXPX Podcast, honest conversations about faith, doubt, disbelief, hope, and everything in between. I am your host, Sean DeRegger. We're continuing on with our Ask Me About My Feminist Agenda series. Last week, we spoke with the Reverend Will Gaffney. The week before that, spoke with Lauren R.E. Larkin and Sarah Terrace from the Azer Uncaged Podcast. So if you, if you haven't heard those, um, go ahead and check those out whenever you can. No need on this series to really listen to them in any order. So check them out whenever you get a chance. As always, you can follow me over on Twitter at the AXPX. And if you want to support the podcast, please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the AXPX. It's only a dollar a month and you get a bonus podcast called the axpx diaries which is a weekly diary of sorts of uh, my personal faith journey and with that let's dive into today's episode August 14, 2004, I married my best friend. Having only known each other for nine months before we tied the knot, some people were skeptical of our longevity as a married couple, but two houses and three kids later, we've survived a roller coaster these past 13 years. Jennifer is the strongest woman I know, a beautiful, fierce firecracker of a woman whose optimism and lust for life has made me a better man. Today I sit down and talk to the woman of my dreams, an amazing mother, and a woman who makes me laugh, and a woman who constantly challenges me to be the best father and husband I can be. Today I'm talking with my wife, Jennifer DeRager. Well, this is a first. This is an armchair philosopher first, where my wife, who is gingerly (laughs) setting down her wine glass as to not to make any sound, is joining me on the podcast, Jennifer DeRager. Welcome. Hola. <laughs> Como estas? <laughs> Saca pasos, por favor. <laughs> I worked in the food industry. What can, you, what can I tell you? So anyways, go ahead. How do you say, how do you ask for more fries? I don't know how you ask for more fries. Uh, Papa's por favor. Papa's? Remember? You and I. So we used to work together at Red Robin. Okay, go ahead. Wasn't it Papa's? That's fries. I don't remember (laughs) fries. I just remember the cups. Okay. You know, saca basos por favor, please take the cups. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, at Red Robin, of course, it's unlimited fries. So I, you know, we would always ask for more fries. So we would. I didn't do that say, in Spanish. <laughs> I didn't do that. In Spanish. I thought you did. I thought you taught me that. No, no. 
someone did. Well, I learned that. It's basically the only Spanish I ever taught. I ever spoke. <laughs> so. Well, we okay. So we've been married twelve years, almost thirteen. Going on thirteen. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a loosey goosey <laughs> episode <laughs> of us laughing and probably talking over each other quite a bit. Uh, yes, but I think it's going to make for some very uh, enlightening and entertaining conversation. Hopefully. So let's give a little background on ourselves. You, you and me, we've known mm-hmm. each other for 13 years, going on 14. We've been married 12 years, going on 13. 14 would be... In October. October 28th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2003, when I met you by the fire. <laughs> <laughs> so we were in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's where I was living at the time. And... Uh, there was a Bible study that I used to go to quite a bit. It was a young adult Bible study. Young adult college Co- college group. Young mm-hmm. ad- That's young what ad- they called it. I don't know. There was I have like no the, idea. Uh, you had to be under thirty, which I think was the goal. I don't remember, which, but I was definitely in that. You know, you age may group. have been too young. I could have been. <laughs> All they were serving was hot dogs and soda. It was, it was and they had a, a jumpy, which was <laughs> yeah, a jumpy thing. I don't know. A, so okay, so it was the spot. That was study. weird. That was a little weird. Uh, it was the church was Believers Church, and it was the church where Michael Gunger used to lead worship. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, at Believers Church, and so I went there when he was leading worship and everything, and then he left on to to do worship um, at a church in Michigan, Grand Rapids. And so that was that was their church. And there was this Bible study that I used, I used to go to quite a bit with some friends. It was, and for me, it was, I was very interested in learning and connecting with other, other Christians my age. And, you know, the, the person who led the Bible study was a really great guy, uh, had a really great family. And I really enjoyed uh, sitting there and interacting with everyone. And it was a really great Bible study. Like it was exactly what I needed at the time. And I hadn't gone for a while, and I was touring with Pillar, and I had kind of gone back and forth working with that band, and then working at restaurants, and then working at TBN, the Christian Broadcasting <laughs> Station, overnights. And I had walked away from that job to hop back on the road with Pillar, because they were to offer me, basically match my pay, and it was a chance for me to tour. And so I was going back to this Bible study, just kind of reconnect some people because I was leaving for a good month in like four days or something like that. And uh, yeah, I'm standing by the, they had, they had a bonfire, they had a jumpy, they're roasting hot dogs <laughs> and marshmallows. <laughs> and I looked to my right and there you were. Yep. And what's funny is that a, this guy, I think it was from somewhere in California, and he had just broken up with his girlfriend for many years, that he invited me to this Bible study while we were driving in our cars. We're probably going like, I don't know, 30 miles an hour, so it wasn't even that big of a deal. But, you know, they're waving me down and, you know, hey, can you come to this Bible study tonight? And I'm like, okay. And they're like, what's your number? And... There's two of them, so one was in the passenger seat, and so I yelled out my phone number, of course, because I was like, I'm going to be nice. I'm not interested, 
but I'm going to be nice. And so sure enough, they got my phone number correct, which is I wasn't sure if he'd hear me well or not. And I'm surprised they actually gave them the right number. I'm not. I see him a lot. <laughs> I was, ugh, it was like a weird thing. So he ends up texting me and I immediately call my best friend from West Coast Canada. She I was like, Chris, Christina, you I'm like, oh, my God, you got you have to come with me tonight because I I want nothing to do with this guy. And she was like, 10 four. I got this. <laughs> so she was all over it. And so she literally, you know, was the whole, you know, once we arrived already knowing where I, you know, I was pretty much in my faith at the time and kind of boycotting guys in general. That's when she um was kind of on the defense, even when we met by the fire. It's really random because I was just trying to really hang low, <laughs> which is not easy for me to do. But I was, you know. I made an attempt, which failed. It's pretty rough because I was looking pretty good that <laughs> night. You were fly. <laughs> <laughs> I made it pretty impossible. <laughs> oh my god, that's great! <laughs> no, so I look, I look over, and you told me because uh, we all had name tags because for it, some reason, it's so well, weird. it's just everyone get, can get to know each other, uh, you know. And it, it my, you know, of course, you looked at me and you said you, I spelled my name wrong it's because Sean. wrong, yeah. Your dad's name is Sean, and mm-hmm. your uncle's name is Sean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lots you informed me that I spelled uh, my name wrong. Yep, and that was it. That was this. That was how we met. That was the beginning. And we had some fun. We had some fun in the jumpy. It sounds bad. This was a Bible study. We went. We did not go in the jumpy. I did not go in the jumpy. You went in the jumpy. No, For- we we did. Did we go in the jumpy yes. after that? And, Chris- <laughs> and, and Christina was following us. Like, uh, like, no, I didn't go in the jump. You did. We totally did. That's bullshit. We I, totally I, did. Yeah, okay. we did. I remember. I don't think so. When the, no, we did. Because I, I, I was just kind of following. We, we would kind of go along and Christina was following us around. We went in the jumpy. And no. we came out. We totally did. It's, no, it's lies. Because literally you, we were talking for like, it felt like not that long, but... It was a long time because Christina was giving me the, let's go, give me the, she's giving me the sign language, like time to mm-hmm. get out. And then you took a phone call from the band. I specifically remember, oh, no, no, I thought it was the band. <laughs> I didn't tell you who it took the phone call It was call another girl. Yeah, it was, it was your, it was your ex-girlfriend that you were just hoping to call you, but luckily she called you at the wrong time because you met me. So anyway, yeah, her and I uh, a week before Bye. had had a, had a date and I thought it went well. And then she wasn't returning my calls. And with me, hmm. you snooze, you lose. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm totally full of shit. Right now. <laughs> please call me. Please call me. Please call yeah, me. I, told, I, was, I probably ruined it. Actually, I probably was the psycho guy. Like, why, why, why aren't you calling me? So anyway, it worked out. So. Yeah. Long story short, you snuck me your number because Christina was watching us like a hawk. Because you would you would ask her to keep you accountable. I mean, I did. She did. She was doing. She did. She really did a good job. job. <laughs> She's always, she kept looking at me like, uh, 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 u
because you were hot to trot. So there was no, you know, <laughs> hey, no hey. temptation getting in the way of us getting to know each other. So we were able to get to know each other like, <laughs> really well over the phone. And uh, like it was it was cool. Like and when we when I got off the road, we I quit being on the road. I was like, I'm I really need to kind of hang out and really see where this goes, because I had never met anyone you know, like you that we mm. really connected on, on so many levels and just right. how we would just sit and talk and just have fun. And, 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 um, so I had, I had to pursue this. There was no messing around. So, well, what was cool too is that we both within that 30 day time period sent each other letters. So it wasn't just phone calls, yeah. which, you Which, would you would try to find out where I was going to be ending up. Yeah, and it was I would it was little, it was one. I mean, it wasn't package. like you know a thousand letters. It was it was a letter which which and then you sent me a letter yeah. that I thought was really sweet as well as my birthday was that November and you sent me flowers, which was a surprise because the only person that's ever given me flowers in my lifetime was my dad, and so it it really meant something to me and of course you know i'm home i'm I'm obviously homesick um i was i was turning um i turned 20 i turned 20 that that november and um so it was really special like overly special you know so anyways yeah you were dating the wrong guys i can't believe i was the only one that ever got you flowers yeah it's ridiculous (laughs) i bit of a tough cookie this is true i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know looking back i in i think that i'm i have to admit that you know i i i wasn't yeah i was i was i was tough i mean mm. i was you know it was like sink or swim do or die you know uh, you're not going to tell me what to do ever. <laughs> so I think a lot of guys were wanting more, maybe in my hometown, you know, they were kind of wanting more of a, um, just that girl that followed them around, which was not me. Yeah. So when yeah. we met, anyways, <laughs> when we met, you were in Tulsa, you were going to, uh, Rama Bible college right uh bible training center there we go yeah that's it whoops um and that was in broken arrow and so tulsa as as i've mentioned before tulsa is a really kind of a a unique town because there's a lot of there's uh there's like two really big bible colleges there there's oral roberts university and then there's rama bible training center and um it's funny because i was not pursuing i i was totally out of the loop for bible college i was i would make fun of people who went to bible college i was like whatever you know i knew some girls who'd gone to rama and i was like yeah i'm never gonna date a rama girl those girls are weird um they're just there to meet their husbands that's the only reason the only reason why they're going to bible college uh oral roberts girls who went to the oral roberts we knew that there's a few that went that they were bad news so we heard some stuff that they were you know, if you wanted to get scandalous. some action, some scandalous action, you would hang out with these girls. Uh, it's only what I, only what I heard. It could, all could be hearsay. So anyway, I was I wasn't pursuing. I was like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pursue anyone who's going to Bible college. Number one, I'm probably intimidated because they'll probably know more Bible stuff than me, and I don't. <laughs> you know, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. But no, with you, it was 
it was you were completely different from anyone that I'd met who'd gone to to Bible college. So, uh, so yeah. So, and here we are. Here we are. So, <laughs> who would have thought, huh? Yeah, we're still still yeah. trucking. I think I was. I think while well, I was pursuing. I, my goal was to gain a better relationship with the Lord. That was my goal. Yeah. So you weren't, you weren't there for career goals or a wedding ring or a wedding ring, which is what happens with all these Bible colleges. A lot of people go to try to meet their, uh, meet their, their husband or their wife. Um, so the reason why I wanted to have to talk to you because we're, we're doing this, um, I don't know what I'm calling it yet, but this this series on you know being a, a woman in this society um, and in this administration. So we're just talking about more feminist oriented things, feminism, things like that. Strong women. Um, I have always been attracted to stronger women, and when I met you, I was like, wow, like <laughs> this Gosh. this woman Jeez. is. Awesome. I was no. a lot. Well, I mean, God bless the quiet women, by the way. Let me just make make a point. <laughs> I'm, that, I'm personal personal God, preference. God bless them, you know. And I, you know, I don't. Not everybody loves how much I talk, so that's just you know. But <laughs> but they can just go, you know, talk to somebody else that cares. But you know, so I I respect those women. I respect the women that are you know a little bit more. You know, kind of doers and, you know, right. they, you know, they, they have their own internal mission. And, you know, I think like, you know, how we're all so unique and different. And I have, even at, at the older that I get, um, I think I'm more and more comfortable with who I am because, you know, well, not everybody's going to like you necessarily, obviously. Right. So. You know, but at the same time, I am who I am, which uh, this is me. And this is, I'm going to stop making excuses for who I am. And I have so many amazing relationships. I just, uh, and I'm, that I'm so grateful for, you know, the ones that didn't necessarily work out. It, I wish them well. You know, yeah. I, you know, I think it's really important to be comfortable in who you are and you know glad for the gifts that god's given you in yourself and then just try to kind of focus on those gifts yeah yeah because everyone's everyone's different and there there's there's women that love to serve it's but but that's what i mean is you know if if you're doing what you love to do and you're not being forced to do and act a certain way based on you know uh either uh, your husband or the church you're involved with like that's that's different and that's what we and i and and you know like with me being always being attracted to stronger women it's just personal preference you know but sure. i'm not lording i'm like i'm not lording that over i'm not just saying you better get out there and be more uh no not you at know all. you <laughs> no, you no. don't need any help with that no <laughs> so so let's go back to i want to try to get to what has made what what other than like just being born the way you are god has created us you know the way we are but there's also you know specific things that can you know lead us a certain way Mm -hmm. and so i wanted to go back to um just kind of some scenarios that you you being you know a, a strong woman in your own right like um possibly some situations you found yourself in 
that if they only would have let you thrive, you know, as who you were, like how you how you possibly butted heads with, you know, different uh, either churches or whatever. Like what's what's I guess when you start like what's made you the, the strong woman you are like. <laughs> how far back are we going? How far back are we going? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can go back like. Um, I mean, it's a combination of a lot um, of things like but you know church itself from as I guess as long as I can really remember which would be when we moved to Temecula in 89 I was 7 so that's when we really started going to um, Sunridge Church and you know, I think that I always just assumed that I was Baptist. I don't never really knew what denominations really were, what they meant. But um, I, you know, remember going to that church and, you know, over the years and then, you know, having conflict with playing sports because I started getting into soccer in the fifth grade and then... As soon as I played recreational soccer, the next year, I, I was immediately being commissioned or, you know, they were trying to get me on club soccer teams immediately. And so by the, you know, when I started sixth grade, I was playing on traveling teams and those were dominantly weekends and most of the soccer tournaments were Saturday, Sunday, and, you know, the final games were on Sunday. So we, you know, we had some girls on the team that, you know, were Mormon and were strictly no Sunday playing at all. And I think my, you know, my parents definitely felt conflicted. The Sunday tournaments to me were really important because, you play six games and you're you're wanting to win <laughs> win the tournament get the medal you know get the the tournament t-shirt and all that good stuff and so you know it was a struggle with my you know I'm very obviously strong-willed uh even more so back then so um I'd push to get my way as best I could um, I, I wanted to play I, just, I, I, I was ruthless and rough and tough and that was it's kind of like natural for me to be a little bit stronger than a lot of people around me <laughs> at that time so it just was really fitting for my personality and growing up with a lot of boys and stuff like that all my boy cousins and just you know you know that personality but um so I always kind of, I think I always call it, kind of thought of the church kind of, it was a good thing. It's not like we played every single weekend, but we played a few weekends a month. I mean, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot of soccer. So um, it was hard to, you know, I don't know, even know, really know what a relationship was, I guess, with God or the church never, that particular church, you know, they preached a lot of condemnation at the time. So there was a lot of do's and don'ts and, 
you know, you know, hopefully God's not mad at you, you know, <laughs> after you make so many mistakes or were you really sorry? You know, it's just, you're just constantly, you know, second guessing everything that you do. And, um, but yeah, I mean the, you know, that was a very disconnected feeling for me. I was not, uh, that didn't, that kind of, uh, condemnation didn't mesh well with my personality. And, um, and then, the middle of seventh grade is when I was in my car accident. Right. So you were in a, a car accident and you're. <clears throat> That's okay to talk about, right? <laughs> well, yeah. You're, <laughs> so I think it's a, I think it's a part, it's a, it's a part of how you developed, you know. So tell us, so tell us about a, that. You were on your it's way. It's a huge part of who I am. Yeah. So you were on your um, way, on your way to a soccer game. Soccer. Yep. Yeah. And, on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your the the car you were in was uh, hit by a drunk driver. We were rear-ended by a drunk driver going over 100 miles an hour on the freeway. Um, like that morning, my dad had decided the night before that I wasn't going to go play soccer that Sunday. I was going to go to church, and he was going to tell me what to do, and <laughs> he was going to convince me, and... My dad loves me so much. I mean, he kind of, I, I think deep down in his heart of hearts, he knew that he, I was going to put up a fight mm-hmm. with him. <laughs> so it wasn't like he just let me go. You know, it was just, it was a difficult circumstance in itself. And um, I heard that he comes in that morning and he tells me that I'm going to go to church that morning and I'm not going to go play the the rest of the soccer tournament and of course i cried i whined i begged i said please no 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 this is we're doing really well this tournament we're we're gonna make it to the finals it's gonna be awesome and um you know eventually i you know he let he finally said okay and my uh teammate um and her and her dad we were going to carpool together, so he was going to pick me up. So he um, picked me up in his uh, Jeep Cherokee, and I get in the back of the car with Amy, and we buckle up with our lap seat belts only, but we did buckle up, and we head on the way to the tournament, and he was a little bit late picking me up. I remember, you know, w- looking down the street waiting for them to pick me up. And I, maybe it was because, you know, my dad told me I wasn't going. And maybe last minute it was, you know, I don't know. But um, so when we were on our way to it, it had to have been like 25 minutes later <laughs> from the south end of Temecula to and on a Sunday morning. There's no traffic. So. um. You know, when we got, right before we got hit, I remember looking to the right and because I'm artistic and I paint and, you know, it's it's been in my blood since I was really young. And I remember just looking at the sunset going, wow, it's such a beautiful morning this morning, such a beautiful day. And that's all I remember. Mm. So from that moment... 
to fast forwarding about two weeks later is when my memory came back. Um, but the drunk driver was late getting his girlfriend to jail for her <laughs> probation. Uh, they had been partying all night in Tijuana and he had been passing people on the shoulder all the way up from Mexico. So, you know, crazy. And then he, uh, passing people on the shoulder and didn't hit anybody. And then finally up in Sun City on the 215 freeway, he clipped us on the, um, would say the back left corner of our car, which ha- forced us to veer right. Um, and then we went underneath the overpass, uh, the Ethan Ack overpass and went up the side, the on ramp, and it basically catapulted us as like a ramp. Like it, we, it catapulted us, catapulted us up into that field about a hundred feet. And then we rolled front to back three times. And I was during that roll, I was ejected with the seat and I, my body landed at 15 feet from the car, which proves that. I was buckled in, which a lot of people, (laughs) I mean, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, did you have your seatbelt on? I'm like, yes, uh, I had my seatbelt on. I was, and the the seat went with me. I went out with the seat, obviously. (laughs) I mean, um, so it, yeah, I, I hit, I, they believe from what I've been told that, my head hit the my face at the ground because I I broke the bone around um, my left eye, so I had orbital fracture around my face. I have a plate in my eye, uh, fractured back, so two rods in my back, and um, so I had surgeries a lot, multiple surgeries that first week when after they airlifted me to Loma Linda. Um, so I had to fight for my life. Yeah. Basically, after that, um, from the moment my I started coming to, and those stories are pretty amazing, is you know, um, we could always discuss later. But um, I I just remember really struggling with my memory, really struggling with, you know, they say like you know Jennifer today is Saturday, February twentieth. What is today? And I I I. I couldn't repeat. I don't know. You know, so mm-hmm. I had to, it took a, very, a long time for me just to get from my memory, my brain, which was their biggest concern because I had a lot of um, blood in my brain. So brain trauma. And, you know, so they really didn't know how I was going to react or respond. And so my brother, Jacob and my sister, they, they went through a lot of counseling to try to like, you know, explain. So they would understand that I may just come out absolutely different. And they were, they were matter of fact about that. They really thought that I was going to be completely different. Yeah. Which, um, by the grace of God, I mean, I, I'm different for sure. In some accounts, I'm sure. But, um, even though I, you know, my mom recently told me that I, Recently, I don't know, like last like four or five months that um, that I was nicer. <laughs> so I was like, huh, 
that's great. I was like, wow. I was like, I didn't even know. I was like, I know I was, you know, a little bit difficult back then, but, um, thank God there's something good that came. Oh, I you know, no. not na- all negative. <laughs> um, anyways, so. So you had to, so you had, you know, uphill battle here basically to, you know, you had your back brace and everything. You had gone through multiple surgeries, the mm-hmm. rods in your back. Yeah. And then so moving from there, like you, all, you had to, you know, come back from that and then going through school and through high school. Um, and then, you know, and then in, into, into Bible college, you know, after high school, um, what were, what were some of the obstacles you think back that you had to face, you know, that thinking, you know, just, just cause you were, just cause you were a woman facing these obstacles, but how do you think you approach them differently? You know what I mean? Because of things you'd gone through and your, your personality. Can you, Loaded question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm trying to get better at the loaded questions. This is good. Make them. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm told I'm supposed to keep you're, questions. You're steering me very well, Mr. Drager. <laughs> you're steering me very well because I do. I there's, do. Well, there's so much history, and we have such a limited amount of time. I, I do tend I to stay save, off topic. I, I do. Wanna, I do want to save things for later because <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking you're going to have to come back. <laughs> so okay. So so so. Um, going through a lot of resentment after this, mm-hmm. um, and do my own thing for a long time. There, mm-hmm. Bible school was not in my future. I mean that. I mean that was not my plan. So that's kind of funny that you know this whole thing became you know my choice. Are you okay? Okay, keep going. So, <laughs> I don't know. So, um, from making very poor choices and being very kind of upset with all the things that I had to experience innocently, um, a lot of healing, a lot of um, emotional issues, and being a teenager in itself, um, you know, when I did finally find new church and then i feel i feel like god found me personally um because i think i was i was just with the previous church that i had been going to i mentioned like the whole kissing dating goodbye Mm -hmm. and all the ridiculous you know um you know just a just a ridiculous way to you know weight and pressure that's put on a young teenager with hormones and all these crazy you know ideas and um i think it just made it that much more of a difficult um scenario for me and um made me want to rebel that much more which i did so as far as the church is concerned i'm trying to stay on topic so, um, I, you know, I, I tried, I, I tried to be the perfect little girlfriend with the cute little leggings and, <laughs> you know, that, you know, no cleavage, make sure there's no cleavage, but I, you know, had my boobs came when I was 11, which is not fair. <laughs> 
Um, it's one thing that I hate, which a lot, you know, people will say, wow, you know, you're blessed, you know, I'm like, no, you know, I, it's something that it's always been a stigma for mm. me because, you know, I don't, I was always, you know, every grandparent, all my grandmas were trying to like, you know, she got her boobs for me. No, she got her <laughs> boobs for me. And I'm like, geez, really? Can you guys can't leave me alone? Please. Somebody just, what? I want to hide under like a, like a rock. Yeah. If I could, if somebody could just leave me alone. I feel like, I feel like people, <laughs> I feel like people don't bring that up enough because, um, mm. we're going to, we're going to talk about boobs for a sec here, but it's, it's, it is unfair. Real. It, <laughs> it's, it is unfair. It's an unfair thing thing for a woman to be put in especially a young woman to be put in to all of a sudden without it's like not her fault and then especially being in certain church circles and even society societal circles like all of a sudden like oh these this this pair of things on my chest are now a problem like all of a sudden other like you just standing there and no matter what shirt you're wearing is going to cause somebody to stumble or somebody to look at you. And it's just an, is an unfair, uh, thing, you know, weight to be put on a young woman. And I don't, and I, I know that it's an, I think it's, mainly an American thing because I talk to other people in mm-hmm. other countries they're a little more open about sexuality France especially their billboards will have nude women and it's just you know it's just oh those are boobs whatever like we've seen these since we were kids who it's no big deal but for some reason um, this seems to be an issue here which is very unfair and so a lot of women have like both sides. Like some women, all of a sudden, like these young women think they're too flat, or they're too. It's just it's always an issue, which is something that a guy, you know, as a, as a man, I can't understand. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of pressure because there's the locker room pressure of guys, you know, whatever um, jokes about penis size and like that, but. Um, but that's not, it's not like I'm walking around with a gigantic bulge all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? That people are well, yeah, pointing I mean, out and saying, well, that's a problem right there. You better yeah. cover that thing up. Well, in, <laughs> and you know, there have been, because it's been such an evident issue for me personally. And, you know, how many, even though the thousands of times that, you know, women all ages have mm-hmm. told me how blessed I am, which is hilarious because it's a it's been more of a burden, um, you know, than really a blessing. And uh, I, I'm it's a I'm very insecure about it. I mean, it's it's just something that I, I mean, it's not a good subject. Mm-hmm. No, you know, it's it never has been. It's always been awkward. You know, yeah, you kind of want the guys to walk around in Speedos, you know, that would be (laughs) amazing because, you know, then they could, I really would love that because then they could understand the feeling of exposure because it's not, it's not comfortable. I mean, and yeah, you know, I would, I would like to say that, you know, I'm pretty conservative. I'm not as conservative as my mom or, you know, other, sometimes other people in my family, but I mean, I, and then there was a, there was a period where I was very loose in certain 
aspects, but still, I would like to think of myself as conservative, but, um, you know, but, you know, damned if I do, damned if I don't, you know? And so it's like, you know, no matter how hard I tried or, you know, and I'm, I'm very outgoing. I'm, I, and it's just who I am. And, you know, if I come and give you a hug or show you an expression of, um, myself that I feel like there's a trust there and I genuinely am showing you like, hi. And like I said, expression of love or, you know, compassion or understanding and when that's taken into a sexual content yeah. you know it it's very damaging it's it's very damaging to me and, like, that's, and that's something you've had to navigate ever since you were young which is something yeah. I, 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 I don't want to bring it up just to be like oh let's just talk about you know this right now <laughs> but it, it this is something I it's think relevant it's relevant but i think men especially need to understand this because men are always the one that are fixated on boobs um, and if men are more, you know, attracted physically, like, like we'll, we're more visually, um, stimulated in a sense, mm-hmm. but, but I'm not going to focus on this too much longer, but it's, but, <laughs> but it's, it is something important. I think people don't talk enough about because, um, because like, I, I'm trying to think there was this, um, there was a. Oh, there's a cartoon. I don't, I forget where it's from, but it was a woman, uh, breastfeeding a baby in like a mall. And someone's like walking up going, you need to cover up. You need to cover up. But in back of her is like a Victoria's Secret sign, like a gigantic, you know, <laughs> blow up of like a woman in lingerie with everything hanging out. So it's like, this is something that, that I, I feel like needs to be discussed and needs to be respected. And yeah, if, if you're, you know, men are wired visually, like we're going to see if we're, if we're going to see an attractive woman and if they're, you know, they are, um, this a voluptuous, especially they're blessed, say it, we're, we're going (laughs) to notice, but as men, it's our responsibility to kind of keep that in check. You know, you you know what I'm saying? Like be respectful. I mean, I think, you know, as much as. You know, uh, I mean, women are visual, too. I mean, we can, you know, we can see a hot guy walking by or he's attractive or he's, you know, every woman sees attraction a little bit differently. Um, But we're not vacuuming when you come home and I'm vacuuming the carpet. We're not out going, (laughs) you know, (laughs) women are like, oh, yeah, you (laughs) vacuum. Did they call that like woman porn or something? Yeah, <laughs> a man cleaning the house, <laughs> dusting the blinds. We need to put, we need to put out a calendar of men just doing housework. You, I need that from you. <laughs> okay, I'll work on that. I'll, I'll, I'll sign up for a Shutterfly gift. account. Okay. Okay, November. Don't forget. Um, I'll take it. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, I think it's a just you know, it's like human decency and 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 you know, respect. And I, you know. I know it goes both ways, yeah. you know, but dominant, the dominant, you know, um, comments and, and it's not just, it's not just perverted men. I'm sorry, I said it perverted. Um, <laughs> but it's not just perverted men, but you know, or m- men that are attracted to you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 
it's the church, it's family, it's everybody being like, you better watch out, you better do this, you better make sure you're dressed a certain way, or you're, I mean, it's all, it's it's the community around you, too, that's won't shut up. Yeah. Like, I- shut up, leave, <laughs> leave, leave me, I, I just graduated fifth grade. I mean, I just got out of fifth grade, mm-hmm. and, you know... I didn't ask for this to happen to me, you know, I mean, and I go into sixth grade like different, you know, and all of a sudden I'm getting all of this commentary, which is just it just was not appreciated. Like and and that's, you know, that has a lot to, you know, kind of a a, even almost a bigger background. Now I'm a way more comfortable in my own skin and. I would never want that for obviously my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's got your skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> so God, God bless her. I'm so glad for her. But I mean, you know, I'm always going to be out. I'm always going to be like, kind of like, if if I notice something, especially in circles where I feel comfortable with people, I'm not going to yell it out at somebody, but I'm going to try to, you know, not make yeah. young girls uncomfortable. Yeah. So going going through all this, go no, it's, it's it's good. Okay. <clears throat> no, this is this the, these this is all stuff that we need we need to cover. So, so um, it's the truth. So, <laughs> so you kind of going into the new church, uh, you felt a little less of that uh, condemnation, a little less. Um, they're a little, they were a little more balanced, but they're still in those circles of church. Um, that mm-hmm. kind of separation of men and women. Sometimes it's it's good, and sometimes it gets it gets weird. And you were telling me about the time when you got into uh, into Rama, yeah, when they had to separate the men and the women for at the beginning of the school of the of the school well, or something like that. So I wanted I wanted to hear about that. I know you really do. <laughs> I know you do. Well, we're, you know, well we're, what's cool? What's cool about it? It so yeah. You know, um, going to the new church. It the it was the almost towards the end of my junior year. So I have li- I have lived plenty of time. You know, obviously before that, in between, and then literally like going. By God, see, see you later. Can't I can't measure up. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think, I think those years personally were probably the most damaging to me, to be honest with you. Um, you know, looking back because, you know, I really kind of rededicated my life to the Lord and found out all this unconditional love and kind of, he kind of met me. He, like I said, he kind of found me and that was at the. Um, a new covenant, the church, um, in gosh, I guess 2001. So that was around February 2001. And then I just kind of, you know, rededicate my life. And then a separate day, I did get filled with the spirit. So with speaking other tongues. So I do have my own prayer language that I love very much. Um, and it kind of like, God came like like I all of a sudden started truly developing this own personal relationship, which I feel like everybody should have. Like mm-hmm. I would wish this for anybody, and it's not like the tongues necessarily the um 
prayer language because everybody has different gifts obviously um mine is more specifically kind of to myself and you, you know you've you've heard that before yeah. <laughs> but it's nothing it's nothing to be intimidated by or whatever so it's just you know starting that new relationship really really you know kind of catapulted my uh the the new direction for my life and excuse me sorry and then i decided you know all of a sudden because i was going to go to art school i was going to do amazing things with art because it's just i'm it's just such a huge piece of who i am and you know when all of this happened with the church and i i was doing a lot of self-serving before that and oh you know just kind of seeking trying to find my place in this world like the song <laughs> um <laughs> I really was trying to do that <laughs> i love michael w smith he's amazing <laughs> sorry yeah that's 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 in my background so anyways um i um in 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 finding myself um i decided that I wanted to know more about this, this God that loved me so much. And, and I wanted to do also help others. Cause I didn't want, I didn't, I knew the path that I was going down wasn't necessarily awful. It was just empty, you know? And I, you know, was like, well, okay, if I'm going to be, if, if I'm going to one day be in ministry, which I do feel like that's, you know, potential, uh, still to this day, um, I want, I don't want people to feel like I did. And I want, and I want to know more and kind of gain more of an understanding of the, the kind of relationship that I'm stepping into. And so that's where, you know, I was like, well, these people, the, this church, they all went to Rayma Bible College, training center, Rayma Bible College. No, there's no college training Rayma center. Rayma Bible whatever. training center. It's been a while. It's been a, <laughs> it's been a while since I left there. A little bit. But, but, um, so I figured, gosh, I'll just go where they went to learn what they, you know, learn. It was kind of like simple to me. Um, I had another friend named Dawn, um, also Brooks actually, uh, love her so much. And she really influenced my life by just a simple, you know, we just had a little sleepover. <laughs> she just stayed over at my house and she kind of even almost helped direct me more so in the direction I was going to go with Ramo. So that was really cool. Um, I, uh, you know, always love her for that. And, and she really loved Jacob too, but anyways, so yeah, um, I think so, so going to Rama and making that decision was totally out of character for me. Hmm. Um, it was, my parents were almost, they, they weren't sure about me going, either they were like are you seriously are you really sure they almost kind of were like you don't really have to go i mean you could they almost, i think there's a period where they kind of almost were really questioning and like almost talking me out of it but i was so fix, fixated on what i wanted to do that i i knew it was my path and mm-hmm. i was uncomfortable i didn't i didn't want to move out truly in my heart i you know, a lot of people want to leave their home. And um, so I had to face a lot of fears in myself. And um, but that's when Grandma, Grandma Sherney 
flew with me out there and mm. to kind of see the church uh, or the school ahead of time and even confirm my decision. But um, so fast forwarding, I'm good. I know. Fast forwarding to the <laughs> um, thank you. Sorry. Um, when we started the school and, you know, I had to buy new clothes. Right. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. You needed Rama appropriate attire. <laughs> which, you know, and I kind of equate it to. And I'm just curious. I'm not like trying to be like, oh, let's just let's get the dirt on Rama. You know, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm trying I'm to I'm telling you the curious. truth. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. I mean, if I if I <laughs> if I felt like extremely violated, obviously. Well, now a lot of things are more apparent looking back. Like yeah. I think when no, you're yeah. in the midst of it, it's kind of like okay like you just kind of do what you're told and as you get older you're like i would never do that shit again right right, right. (laughs) there's no way pants on fridays that's (laughs) never (laughs) so anyways um (laughs) i had to buy new clothes and skirts and nylons which i you know barely ever wear the people there's there's girls you know women Sean, that I went to school with it. They, you know, they knew they wore nylons all the time. That's they were raised with that stuff. But I had to kind of get used to, um, you know, kind of totally changing my wardrobe. You know, kind of like I said, equating it to if I ever got a job someday, I'd, I'd have a, some kind of uniform or right. Yeah, you know. So I kind of thought that there were training. You know, there'd be some kind of training, anyways. Um. And I just remember, obviously, I was young and excited and happy and, you know, I don't know. I just was super excited to be there and ready to kind of, like, start this new adventure. Um, And there were some weird things here and there, you know. Like what? Like I was, you know, like, so I would, you know, I remember specifically, um, cause I met, um, pastor, I met, uh, Kenneth Hagen senior. Yeah. Um, I don't think I got to give him a hug, but I got to give <laughs> no, no side hugs. I, there were no, no instructions. I, there on was, how to hug there Kenneth was no Hagen side senior. hug in my book. Like at that time, <laughs> I, I didn't, Hey, I knew no, my intentions, and that's no. Tr- you're, you're a hugger. You're, 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 you're by inst- <laughs> but, but it's by instinct. It's not like it's by instinct. You're you're a hugger, which is fine. You go all all in. Hey, you're blessed. Don't tell me I'm blessed. I know that shit. <laughs> yeah, we. Well, that's another rabbit trail we'll take later. Um. <laughs> but- but um, I remember thinking back now, like I said, thinking back, yeah. you know, kind of Kenneth Hagen Jr. So I gave him a huge hug. Like I was like super excited to see him. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not starstruck because it's not like I grew up with this guy. Like, you know, I was just like, you know, myself. Yeah. And it, I mean... I'm not really starstruck by anybody, I don't think, necessarily, like, unless I see, like, you know, No Doubt or something like that. <laughs> but <laughs> Gwen Stefani. She's badass. Different story. I love her. <laughs> she is so amazing. Yeah. Anyways. So, I mean, but really, I mean, it takes, it takes a bit. So, and I'm, and I'm in Oklahoma. 
But I was like, you know, giving him just like a like just genuinely, you know, um, you know, excited to be there. And I remember her kind of looking at me. The wife or yeah, his wife? His, yes. <laughs> she gave me the side eye. With a lot of makeup on. She was, she was, she had, she had a layer mm-hmm. of makeup, which is like typical, like, you know, your old TV and stuff. And yeah, but God bless her. She needed it, I guess. But, um, I don't know. I mean, so I just remember, so that happened. And then about a week or was, it could have been like a week or it was like two weeks into school. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm I'm 19. I've been around married men. I get hello, like you know. And it was so funny. So they, you know, um, pulled all the single women into the big auditorium, and you know, looking back, I think that was a little fucked up. You know, I admit that (laughs) that wasn't, you know. That kind of, you know, there's, there's, there's a way, I think, to kind of, obviously, hey, y'all, is what, you know, hey, y'all, just in, in, in a corp, in a big corporate setting, you know, be mindful of your P's and Q's and make sure that you're respectful of each other. And, you know, um, it, there, there could have been a better, like, to me, there could have been a better way to do that. Yeah, it was a more, more, probably a more naturalistic way than just, then just everyone. like kind of singling out all the single women and you know why you're sure. at Bible school, single ladies. <laughs> I mean, it was weird because I was like, dude, I would not be coming to Oklahoma for a husband. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm to like, all my Oklahoma listeners, I'm like, uh, it's not directed hey, to you. I apologize. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't have made this. I wouldn't have made no, this. No, you went halfway across the country to go to a Bible college. I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, to me, that's absurd. I mean, uh, to me, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, wait. Oh, 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 oh. Just because I've got boobs? Again, here we go. Just because, you know, I'm a little bit voluptuous or blessed. Now, you better make sure you watch out for yourself. You better make sure you watch out how you act around married men, how you... How you, um, did they give like specific rules? Like, it was, it was just, pretty or was it just like, like a pep it, talk, like saying, don't tread carefully around the married men. It was so they don't leave their wives. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was pretty apparent that, that, um, we as, at the time, we as the single, single folk, the single females um, better watch ourselves, mm. which was, which I think, and I remember at that time thinking back, looking at her face, going, "I hugged her husband." <laughs> 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 I wonder if that was too I much. I wonder if you were the I cause like, of that meeting. I was like, "No, I'm sorry, Mr. Kenneth Hagen Jr. There's no way." <laughs> There's no way in hell. I was not interested in him. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's it's almost like she almost, I remember the look that she gave me like back, you know, it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, back off, bitch. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, it was so innocent for me, yeah. you know? And I just, ugh, 
<laughs> like it makes me like a little like nauseous to think about it. But but I, I still I, I mean, obviously, to, to this day, I still respect him. Um, His son was a little weird. That was a whole different thing. But <laughs> I think I saw him buying beer once in like a Ralph's or somewhere. He's had multiple marriages. Um, and, and I don't know. There's a there's a few guys. Now there's there. anything wrong with buying beer. Gosh, I mean, I should, I should have like given him a high five for buying beer. Good for you. You're not. I mean, why? See, I mean, God bless him. Why would that I be mean, a bad thing? At the time, I was, I was I was judging him at the time. How bad is that? I'm, who's the jerk now? Me. I was the jerk. I totally judged him because I hey, was like, you're you're you like a recognize. teacher at the Bible college, and you're and you're buying beer. It's probably for an underage person too. Less than five percent. Yeah. <laughs> So wow, that's weird. So I'm I'm thinking back, and I totally judged him, and I feel oh, I feel bad now. You should. I should. <laughs> it's not, and that's the thing. It's it's this it could like, and I think that it that meeting was was fear driven, mm-hmm. like you know, and maybe maybe okay, so maybe they had had some Looney Tunes at. It probably the happened. School, probably, which I would not deny. There's, there's uh, yes, hey, there were. There's Christian gold diggers. <laughs> well, and that's well, and that's why I never. I honestly, God bless everybody that I went to Raymond with. If you're listening, I love you. <laughs> but um, I, you know, and I dated here and there, even though it was still what, what? it was still like <laughs> way out of my. You know, I was being fake, but I, I, I tried still. I mean, it was okay. So, yeah, don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm, that was waiting for you. No, no, but, no, but, um, you know, I don't know, just being real. I, um, I, I really, I don't know, I really appreciate the experience, but, you know, there, there, there just seems to be a lot of, fear wrapped around you know like i said oh she's a single woman oh she's she's gonna do this this and this why not watch your man Mm. (laughs) what about the married men hey uh all of you married men keep your eyes on the prize okay (laughs) like i mean they have a little like i don't understand like how could that so there was like this little bit of hierarchy, like so any any married couple, like the like the the, the school itself, the institution, kind of put that above, you know, being single, which I think is stupid because be single as long as you can because it's short lived, <laughs> it's not, and honestly, marriage is for life. <laughs> <laughs> We get it right. There's so much more we can go into, and we're. I'm gonna be doing like a marriage series, and oh, you and I are aw. totally gonna open up on our marriage stuff. I'm so excited. Um, I do want to talk to you eventually. Eventually, you and I. We talk our, every night. That's no, okay. with. <laughs> but for everyone to hear, like, like oh, your stuff, okay. you know. Okay. But uh, there is more things I think we can shed a light on, especially with our our. If we go into our marriage, um, I've mentioned a, a lot on the show, and the whole reason why I started the show is 
being open and honest about my struggle with, you know, Christianity, my own faith because of the death of your brother. So I, I do, right. we do need to get into that and we will in, in the future. And that's another layer into the woman that you are. Mm. But, um, yep. but mm. I like what I take away from this and, and I think when we go deeper into talking about how our marriage and ups and downs with our marriage is, is our relationship is very much based and has always been very much based on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I never married you and expected, um, you know, breakfast in the morning or my dinner at night or my clothes iron. Like we, um, I, I don't know. If- I'd fail after the first week. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, well, I, I, mean- I don't think I could honestly, I don't think I could do it. And, 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 you know, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah from, uh, God bless you, girl. God bless you, girl, man. I, 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 I respect you because (laughs) I have to say that I, I, I literally couldn't do it. And, and then I, I would probably be, I'd defeat myself to the point where I'd be like, I, I mean, and that's what happened to me before. Like I couldn't, I could not measure up. Yeah, you know. Well, um, <laughs> so love you. So, <laughs> so it's it's been very very much a team. When, yeah. when, when each of our kids were born, it was like, who's free to change this diaper? Who's uh, who's free to do this? Pass off the baby here. I would come home. You you would shove the baby in my arms, and you would. Jet, <laughs> It'd be like, welcome well, home. Here's the baby. I'm gonna go sit down and I'm gonna watch some shows. I'm gonna do something. Like, don't give you remember? But don't you remember? You were you you were like at one point in time getting a little bit jealous that I was home all well because I took that little bit of time off. Yeah, to be with Danny, and then I was also doing all that studying to, for my real estate license. Remember? Yeah, and. When what I think there was like a day that you were left alone with Danny <laughs> and you came like it literally what's cute about you and what I love so much about you is seriously that you're teachable and I, and I always like your heart is like so amazing in that aspect because and that's the one thing I think that's held us strong for all these years is that you've always regardless of your intellect which you do have a bachelor's degree in communications you're smart you got that degree on your own i mean you have there's a lot of respect that i have for you you know you're basically kind of at 18 told to figure it out so i mean you and you did which Mm -hmm. is amazing so with many stumbles along the way (laughs) but i love that you you know, still, even though I was, I told you that I was having a difficult time, you still a little bit inside, because you didn't know any better, yeah. were like, God, she's home all the time. She's just sitting around with this baby. It's so easy. <laughs> she gets to do whatever she wants. And literally, the one day, you're quick, you're quick to learn. Mm-hmm. So the one day that you were left alone with Danny, you were like, Oh my gosh, Jennifer, I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry. Women, you if you, like- if, if you have, like, if, okay, new, uh, leave for a weekend. If, <laughs> leave if you're, for the night. if you're a, a new family, women, if you have oh just had a, had a baby, um, or, or if you have a couple kids, the, 
And if you feel like your husband doesn't get everything that you do, if you're a stay-at-home mom Sorry, or, or if you were, I, I, I would say this to everyone. <laughs> I like agree. Women, I agree. It's like, important. Leave for the day. Let your man understand what it's like to be with children for an entire day because it's hard for women to let go it's it's hard it is it's hard for women to 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 let go control but that's yeah a really huge part of growth in men i didn't mean to cut you off which is i did but yeah yeah. it happens all the time (laughs) but men (laughs) you know they need to gain that relationship and you know and to be able to learn how to care for a baby just as much as a woman does. Yeah. But women put that all on themselves and then they control so much that they, gosh, men have it made. Like <laughs> these men, they're like, I mean, seriously, if you really do the math, like it is so to me, cause I've done it. I've been there. It is so much harder to be a stay at home mom. Than it is yeah. to be working full time. You leave the house. You get up when you want to. You shower. You get. I mean, you think just be on time, right? What? So, yep. <laughs> so just you, you're you hit work on time mm-hmm. and you work. And even though it's it is and can be challenging, you take your breaks when you want to. Yeah. You take lunch when you want to, and you know, and yeah, my, then you my get whole to day is governed plan. by basically Simple. my schedule. And then all these women are, it's, it's chaos. It's cha- it's, it's, cha- especially if you have a toddler and a baby running around, which we yeah. did because Danny and Jacob were, uh, a little over what? two years apart, um, specifically because Danny's June and Jacob's mm-hmm. August. Um, so at the end of June, by the way. So yes, yeah, shortly yeah. over two years. Well, that's what I was going to say is you were working, (laughs) diving into real estate. You were working on the weekends. So I would be with, you know, our two kids at the time. I didn't start real estate until later. No, you were doing real estate because we were living in in our our first house. Oh, after that. that, Yeah. Danny was, I didn't start work until Danny was a year. Right. So we had Danny and Jacob. Danny and Jacob on the weekends. Yeah. And... (laughs) I would be face down on the in the living room floor, exhausted, and it would be eleven o'clock, and the kids would just be am, <laughs> and the kids would be circling me, daddy, 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 just circling, 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 and I would just be like, like, just I couldn't wait until Jennifer came home, like I couldn't wait. I think I even may have fallen asleep for like an hour. <laughs> Don't say that. And I to woke me. up and they were watching TV. I'm they were watching TV or something. Watch yourself. <laughs> well, and I worked full time. So, so so Danny, I went to work after six six months. Jacob was three months, and Noah was three months. Like yeah. I've been a full time working mom. Not that I think it's better. No, it's just you're different. It's just different. I, but are, I do I do think different. it's a, a tad bit easier because you're not in your space. All the time with the kids, and you know, it takes, it, and it, it takes, takes a very a, special it takes, person. It takes a toll, and and plus, work, you know, I've actually worked with a home office for four years now, and Noah was one, right? Mm-hmm. Noah was one, Jacob was six, and Danny was eight, and that, yeah. 
So anyways, <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> so, so anyway, that's, um, that's for another, day. that's for another day. We killed <laughs> an hour like super no fast. Way. And I feel like there's already, a lot more we need to, we, you know, we have more to talk about we'll, after yeah, this, by the way, more to talk baby about. duck. <laughs> Not baby duck. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right. So anyways, this was, uh, everyone's introduction to Jennifer DeRager. Hello. My very strong willed woman that I talk about quite a bit. <laughs> is really, is that what you, well, yeah, people are like, Sean, can your wife beat you up in a fight? I'm like, probably, <laughs> no. probably no. she fights dirty. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, it, yeah. it's, I have to survive. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, if I don't... I've learned these since I was young, so never yeah. mind. Go ahead. Well, you're, you're, I, you're giving me the eye, like, it's time to stop, Jennifer. It is. Because if it is. But, um, what, okay, we'll, we'll leave with this. So, if if there's a woman who feels like she is kind of trapped by her surroundings her community uh, church community or even just you know society like uh, like you know uh, family or in 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 uh, a setting where she's expected to you know be this thing that she obviously is not some women some there are women who are very comfortable being keepers of the house and and very much love that but and that's fine like like i said as long as everyone's doing everything uh, of their own free will and they're, and, and they're working together as a team in that environment. That's great. But if there's a woman like trapped in that and, and you, you feel that, you know, she's fighting against her or wants to fight against it. What, what advice would you give a woman in that situation? I would, gosh, it's, it's a tough question. It's a tough question. You know, I, I feel like it's important to fight for yourself, fight for your sanity, um, fight for your right to live and enjoy and, um, and be, and be free. I mean, we obviously live in a free country, but there's, uh, you know, that's not necessarily the case for not just women in general, but, you know, it's important to make sure that you, you know, feel satisfied. You know, we only get one chance at life. We only get one opportunity to live. And, you know, I hear so many people that have so many regrets and, it, you know, if you feel, you know, if you feel like you're regretting today then maybe it's time to make a change and time to really you know set some goals and you know reach out you know to like-minded people that feel the same way you do and kind of because because there's people that are not going to feel the same way you do obviously so you're not going to want to reach out to them but um just you know i i think that you just got to be true to yourself and um and find peace at where you're at and and make those changes because if you don't do it now 
then you'll never really know what that freedom feels like. And, you know, I think it's really important. There's one thing I want to point out. Yeah. Mr. DeRager. <laughs> yes, Mrs. DeRager. <laughs> I love saying that. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm weird. But um, the, the one thing I want to say for anybody that's obviously lived a life where they feel they felt depressed or they felt that they you know should be they're in a situation that they don't want to be in or they made choices that they could have made differently i think it's important to chalk that up as experience and be grateful that those you know experiences happened mm-hmm. because that makes you who you are today yeah so for me personally obviously i've made poor choices and I had a lot of fun making those poor choices. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know, I was really good at being a sinner and I, I, and even to this day, it's not necessarily bad memories that I have. Um, but I'm not proud of them. (laughs) Right. But you're not wallowing in them with, Guilt, and that is the, the biggest thing. The, you the, learn from, yeah, you learn from your, your these experiences. Mistakes, experiences well, and, and yeah, it. I mean, it made me. It's made me who I am today. So, so I'm not going to be, you know, the guilt, the shame, the the regret. For let it go. I mean, because it's so important to be. Be grateful, like have this attitude of gratefulness. And I think you and I have talked about this a lot. And this is a real, this is a big place at where I am personally today. Um, and what's kind of even from, you know, me, um, you know, really rededicate my life when I was 17, which, you know, was, wasn't like really popular for me to do. Um, so there's this, there's this, you know, attitude of gratefulness and, you know, I'm grateful for where I've been, where I come from, what I've overcome and what I've overcome has made me that much more, um, compassionate towards other people that would be going through the same situations. You know, I'm obviously not perfect at all. I... You know, I'm so grateful for the love and compassion of not just God himself and in Jesus, who I truly feel like is my savior. Um, but for all the people that kind of helped me along the way that made me who I am. Um, and I think it's important to kind of embrace that past, you know, and even if you're, you know, from all different kinds of churches, all different kind of backgrounds, you know, you almost have to come to, you know, come to a place of peace with your past and then be like, be, have this understanding of, you know, God allowed, almost God allowed you to walk through that place because he's going to prepare you to be that blessing and refuge for somebody else that is going to eventually walk down the same path down the road so from 
you know, all the grief I've experienced and all of the, you know, um, dark times of my life and, you know, our marriage in general, um, I look back on it with gratefulness because I truly feel that we wouldn't be the couple we are today without that history. We wouldn't have the strength we have today without that history. And um, hopefully, my hope... And even being on this podcast, because so, I'm, I'm a, I like to talk, which you said <laughs> very clearly, which, and I love people, which is obviously, but I don't like to be recorded. <laughs> so this is not, I don't like to hear my voice. I feel like my voice is weird. Um, it's, it's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. But, but, but my, my whole, hope and my even my whole reason for getting on here is like gosh if we could bless somebody else awesome that's that's what i want to do i mean that's the whole part of life that's why god you know that that's why god gives this uh, us this amazing life and it's amazing i mean you know you, you really you know a lot of people focus on their um their loss and their grief and what they don't have. But if you really think about what you do have, it's incredible. I mean, you know, I just, I just think it's so important to, um, have that kind of perspective. And I've tried to share perspective with my family and certain individuals of my family. And I, I think it's just not reciprocated the same, um, but you really have to try to have the right perspective because there's beauty. There's so much beauty out there. Yeah. All right. Anyway, anyways, <laughs> sorry. Well, until, until next time we will, we'll, we're probably going to dive into a lot more of this stuff, but uh, thank you. Thank you for talking with me and give me your, pers- your, your perspective and your story. And my voice. And your voice. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you make me feel I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> You're fine. Well, you know. Edit this correctly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find more episodes over at theaxpx.com. You can also find all of our social media links right over there. If you want to support the podcast, please consider becoming a patron saint. It's over at patreon.com slash the AXPX. It's only a dollar a month and you get uh, behind the scenes information on uh, future podcasts as well as a bonus podcast, a weekly diary called the AXPX Diaries. I have one more episode in this series. Ask me about my feminist agenda. I want to thank all of you for listening. We will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.